0: joy podcast my name is emily and i am so so excited to have you joining in with me today today i have such a fun topic that i'm going to be talking about and i'm super excited because i'm so passionate which i definitely say that on every single episode but just talking about jesus in general it gets me so fired up and um especially this topic, it's going to be about radically loving other people and I think talking about this and truly understanding, accepting, and acting upon it is so important in today's day and age because um, you look at the world, you see the world that we live in, the people that we're surrounded by, just um, the the anger and the hatred that are constantly being fed into us, but um, to be able to re- relate that to what God's word says and how God longs for us to live our lives is so important. And so that's why I'm so excited to be talking about what I'm talking about today. And um, I think to start off, it's important to say that if we don't understand God's love for us, we won't know how to portray it to others. So there's going to be some parts um, where I'm going to just talk about how the point that I'll say, how it relates to how God loves us and how it relates to how we can love others. So just to clarify, um, but it's so important to understand how much the Father loves you, how deeply, which makes sense because every single place that you look to in the world, there is some kind of hatred. There is someone bashing on someone, someone shaming someone, whatever it might be, our world has just gotten very good at losing the true meaning of what a deep love is. And our broken and corrupt world, it only shows and it only knows a conditional love that's based on feelings. Like you see, people say that if you're in a relationship and you're not feeling the love anymore, that you could just leave the person. Whatever that case may look like for you, our world is only based on conditional feelings of love. And so, um, how we can accept that god is love is by realizing that the agape kind of love is the only one we need and the kind of sort of my own version of the of the definition of agape is the highest form of a fatherly love not seeking credit or gain and Wow, I just think it's so beautiful to see the difference between how the world defines love, how the world portrays love, and how your Heavenly Father chooses to love you every day. And when you really think about it, like, why would you look to the world for love when right here it says that God shows a perfect love, a love that doesn't seek credit, a love that doesn't waver based on how you're feeling or how you're doing, his love stays the same. It's always the same, never changing. So once we accept that, once we realize that that is the love that we want to live for, it is so easy to not look to the love of the world anymore, to not um, to not find our identity in the love that we receive or don't receive from the world. And so now that we've established how God loves us through the point that radical love exceeds the world standards of love we can now see we can now um use that to see how we can love others and i think a lot like i was saying before that um something that's easy for us to believe is that we're only worthy of love if other people decide so i think in the same way we very easily believe that others are only worthy of love if we've received it from them in the same manner and Basically, just to dumb that down, we give what we get. And like I said before, that is not at all how God intended for us to love people. It's not um, whatever this person does to you, do it back, or however this person treats you, treat them the same way. That's not at all what God wanted. And I think that just living in a society that is so rooted in the belief that self-love is above everything else that me 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 i i I, what's good for me what's good for my mental health my self-love we believe that that is above everything else and everyone else and it's so difficult to grasp this idea of love your neighbor when you're surrounded by a world that is only saying love yourself but the funny thing is, nowhere in the Bible does it say, love yourself. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, treat yourself, all of the things. But it is such a heavy topic in the Bible to love others, to um reflect the love of God onto other people. And so if it says that, that's what we should be following, not what the world says, not what... um. The world's idea of love is, right? Because in a way, loving other people is a form of self-love. When you love other people, it fills you up. You're pouring from your cup, right? And so you might be saying, Emily, it's not that simple. You don't know what this person did to me. You don't know how this person made me feel or how hurt I am. You don't know how this person treats me. But first of all, believe me, I've been there. I have had people that have hurt me. I've had people that have treated me worse than anything. But the truth of being a Christian, a God follower is that we get to love others because of the way that God loves us. And in the way that God looks over our um past, the way that God looks over our faults and our imperfections, he has called us to do the same thing when loving a fellow brother or sister in Christ. If God were never to look over our faults, if he were to just look at us here and now, all of the mistakes we made, all of the sins that we do, whatever it may be, if God were to look at those things and if he were to base his love off of that, then we would be so lost. And in the same way, if we only look at every person we encounter by their faults, if we only look at every person we meet by what's wrong with them, what we don't agree with about them, what um, is just pushing us away from them, then just imagine that person may never know Jesus. That person may never get to have an encounter, have an experience with the God who loves you despite your faults. And um, I just pray that we never be like the men from that girl's DM that I got a year ago, claiming to love God, claiming to walk in the spirit, but never once showing the love of the Lord on display. Because how can we call ourselves lovers of god how can we call ourselves a follower and a disciple for the lord but never actually show our love to his people and going back to first john 4 again it says beloved if god so loved us we also ought to love one another and then way down in verse 20 it says if anyone says i love god and hates his brother he is a liar for he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And um, I was looking at some commentary for this verse, and one of of the points on it was kind of saying that it's so easy for you to love an invisible God, but treat the people right in front of you in a way that is not pleasing to him. And I mean, it's in our human nature to treat people the way they treat us, right? Like, it's the way we're raised. It's the way our brains might be wired, but we have to rewire our brains in a way that's pleasing to the Lord. That even if someone doesn't like you, even if someone treats you in a way that's awful, in a way that um, tears you down, that our identity is so strong in the Lord that we don't waver in our faith. We don't waver in the way that we love people, in the way that we spread the love of the Lord onto people um, because those people deserve his love too. They deserve to know his love too. And if we know the Lord, if we know what he's done for our lives and how he's healed us, how he's changed us, then maybe the worst of the worst people can know, them too, can know that too, right? And um, there's this verse in John 13, verse 35, and I actually, I'm sure I've read this before, but I don't think I ever, I probably like skipped over it or something because when I read it earlier today, it was like the first time I ever heard it. And um, it says, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And this is Jesus speaking. So, you know that it's big baller true because it's the man himself saying if people will know that you're my disciples when you show that you love other people. Like God has given you such a privilege and such an authority to live as Jesus's disciple here on earth and the question is what are you going to do with it? Are you going to use that authority to tear people down and to um take away from people or are you going to add to people are you going to truly spread such a radical love onto people that everyone's like what is up with this person um but having that privilege having that authority of being jesus's follower it also means carrying the weight of loving people opposite to how the world loves them and so it means where the world might call someone an outcast, where the world might count somebody out, where the world is afraid to go after this person or this person or these kinds of people because they're a little bit different, they have different beliefs, they look different, whatever it may be, our calling is to seek out those people. It's to seek out the lost people, the people that are unwanted, the people that no one else will touch, no one else will talk to. Our calling as a Christ follower that has the authority to love people so radically is to search after the people that nobody wants. Because at the end of the day, that's the person that God wants. The person that's lost, it says that he leaves the 99 for the one we are called to leave behind the people of the world and seek out that one person that God wants, that one heart that God is longing for. And so that brings me to my second point, which is that radical love shows the nature of God to people who desperately need Him. And I myself have experienced this, that in moments where I might've been in my darkest, where I may have been um, in moments of trouble, of trials, of whatever it was that might've been tearing me down, that if I didn't experience a radical love shown to me by someone else who loves God, I would have never experienced or encountered the Lord in the way that I did when I desperately needed Him, and I heard some pastor somewhere, not sure where, not sure when, but it was powerful enough to stick with me this long. Um, and the person said that you may be the only Jesus some people encounter, and like I was saying before, what are you going to do with that? With that knowledge that, um. People may never hear the gospel, they may never hear the name Jesus, but they will will meet you, and through meeting you, they can know the Lord, and so you have to represent him well. We have to, um, we have to show people who the real Jesus is, the Jesus who died for them, the Jesus who loves them so much, the Jesus who, um. Literally took all of their sin, all of their shame, all of their guilt. He threw it on the ground and said, you're mine. I love you. We need to show people that Jesus in our everyday conversations. And I'm going to be real with you guys because I know you feel me. Some people are so hard to love. And some people, you just don't have the same beliefs as them. You argue with them. They may be a little annoying to be around, I don't know what the case is for you, but I know you are thinking of someone right now because we all have those people that sometimes, let's just be honest, we cannot stand. But let's be honest, the hardest people to love are the ones who need it the most. The hardest people to love are the ones who need to experience the love of the Lord the most. And um I know it's so hard to do because when um when someone does something against you, you don't want to love them. When someone hurts you or talks bad about you or treats you in a way that doesn't make you feel good, you don't want to love them. I understand, but in um, Luke chapter 6, 27 through 28, it says, love your enemies do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. And some of y'all are like, what? Hold up now. I'm not about to do that because that's absolutely bonkers. You don't know how bad this person hurt me. Jesus knows. Jesus knows the kind of pain you've endured. He knows the kind of hurt that someone has put on you from their own hurt but he still commands us to love our enemies. He still commands us to love the people that hurt us, to do good to the people that hate us. And why would Jesus command this if it didn't do us good, right? Why would he say, um, tell us to love the people that hurt us unless it was good for us? It is It brings so much rest and so much peace to your heart when you no longer hold people against things, when you no longer are stubborn towards people because of how they've hurt you. And so love your enemies. And why? Because we're hard to love too, but that doesn't stop God, right? If God worked only based off of his feelings we would be in the gutter a long time ago fam but luckily he acts on the absolute truth that he loves his children perfectly and because of that because he loves us so perfectly there's so much room for us to accept him into his hearts and just imagine if we would love people in the same way not looking at their faults, not looking at what doesn't qualify them or what would cast them out of society, but if we were to um, love the unlovable, if we were to stand up for the weak, if we were to seek out the broken and the lost people, imagine how many people, it would lead even the most stubborn, even the most hurtful people to the feet of Jesus because ultimately it's not our job to change their hearts it's not our job to try and fix every little thing about them and make them like some ultra super extreme religious christian person right it is up to god to change the heart of the person our job is to love them our job is to show them everything that we've experienced with the lord because maybe that'll plant the seed That'll plant the seed and then God waters the seed and eventually the person will be like, okay, I think I want this. I think I want what that person has. I want that joy. I want to be able to love people like that and experience that love like that and just it's crazy what it can do when we love person even just a little bit like God can do so much with just a little bit of our love that it leads someone literally onto their knees at the feet of Jesus. And I'm sure most of you got this by now, but I should probably clarify, this is not just for the people that you love. Don't just love the people around you well, the people that um, love you back. This is also for loving your enemies, the people who hurt you. And in Luke 6, again, verses 32-36, it says, listen very carefully to this and really 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 try and receive it because it is just wow it says if you love those who love you what benefit is that to you for even sinners love those who love them and if you good if you do good to those who do good to you what benefit is that to you for even sinners do the same if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive What credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High, for He is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. Oh my gosh! I get the shivery chills when I read this because... God is just so, God's heart for his people is so beautiful. It's just, oh my gosh, it leaves me speechless to think about. Like, what would it say about our character if our heart were to break for what breaks God's heart, right? It says that he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Imagine if we were to. Imagine if we were to look at those people And see, even deeper than the surface, see that those are just hurting people. Those are people who have not experienced love. Those are people who do not know the love of God. But if our hearts were to break for that, and if we were to realize that they need the love too, that we are the ones who are supposed to show them that love, imagine. Oh my gosh, just imagine. I I don't even know what. Just imagine. That's crazy. That is so amazing to think about but this verse is so cool because it's saying like loving let me clarify loving the people who love you that's amazing too that is beautiful that is a wonderful thing we should be able to show the people we love why we care for them and just show them ways that we appreciate them but it is also so important to show the people that you don't love so much that you do love them you know because it says even sinners love the people that love them. Even um, the people who go against God's word, even the people who um, maybe don't follow the ways of the Lord, they love the people that love him, right? And so how does that make us different? As a Christ follower, we are supposed to live our lives differently. We are supposed to live our lives in a way that catches people's eye and they're like, What's so different about them? Why are they out here loving people that just did bad to them, you know? And so I think that's just a super cool thing to think about. But my third and final point is radical love requires being humble, observant, and full of grace. And I was trying to pick out which of those three words I should use, but I decided they were all too good. So I couldn't leave one of them out. But I saw this quote from Christine Cain and it said, see what Jesus sees so that we can do what Jesus does. And this kind of relates to, um, what I was saying, how our heart needs to break for what breaks God's heart. If we see what Jesus sees, we can do what Jesus does. And, um. I think when it comes to the whole idea of loving people, we think we have to go to some remote place. We um, think we have to seek out towns that are full of the most poverty or whatever it may be. And that's great too. Those people need to know the love of God too, most definitely. But it is so important for us to realize that need is right in front of us. We need to be so attentive and really just Look into the hearts of the lives around us. Is someone longing for an unexplainable joy? Do you see a hunger in the eyes of one of your broken friends? Maybe uncertainty, doubt, or fear. Whatever it is, we have to look deeper than just the surface of what the people closest to us are feeling, especially the people that we don't like. And um, something that I love so much is that the word Christian comes from a greek word literally meaning little christ like oh my gosh that's crazy little christ it is our job as little Christs for his love to reflect off of us to overflow from our cup to the cups of our friends and our enemies right and so when we really dig deep when we really look past people's surface because i think as humans we are so good at putting on a face for people we are so good at um, just being able to act all happy and okay on the outside but on the inside there's something so much deeper going on within each of us and I think once we truly see that in each person once we truly look at a person with that knowledge it's so much easier um, for us to love people well because we know that we're not the only ones struggling, right? That person is struggling too. That person needs the love of the Lord too. And once we see that, we can do what Jesus did to love on the person, right? Jesus loved on people in so many ways, but um, especially in the way that he did the unthinkable with the people who did the unthinkable and not in the way that was probably not the best way to say it, but like Jesus ate with sinners, with tax collectors, with murderers, with the most hated people in that time. And some of the most religious people went to Jesus and they're like, why are you doing this? Like, if you really are God, why are you eating with some of the worst of the worst, the people that everyone cast out of society? And that's what we're called to do. We're called to love the people that nobody else loves. We're called to do the things that nobody else does, which is have a meal with that person no one likes. Go talk to that person that everyone else makes fun of, that people gossip about. Go talk to that person and really see, look deeper to what's happening in them. Because I can guarantee that it's going to come out and you're going to realize that that person needs to experience the love of God. And once we understand that, we can't hold back our love. And the very last point I'm going to leave you with, because, again, another verse that kind of just leaves me completely speechless is... Matthew 25 verses 35 through 40. It says, once again, prepare yourself, homies, because this one wrecked me and it's going to wreck you. It says, for I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them. Truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Oh my gosh. Let me, let's just sit in that one for a second. was really good the spirit of god lives in each of us and so in our daily interactions what with whoever it could be your mom your boyfriend your wife your best friend your brother your sister your dog whoever it may be the spirit of god lives in each person and so when we talk to that person however we treat that person however we act around that person it's like doing it in front of God. It's like God experiencing us doing that to Him. And so how do you wanna treat God, basically? However you treat the people around you is how you treat God. So treat them well, treat them like they are golden because that is God's creation. Treat that person how you would wanna be treated. I can guarantee pretty much any of us, if you have a heartbeat, which I'm pretty sure you do, if your heart is beating right now, you want to be treated with love. You want to be treated with respect and in a way that's humble, in a way that's kind, in a way that lifts you up and encourages you. And so why is it so hard for us to give that to other people? If that's how we want to be loved, we have to learn to love in that way too, if that's how... Um, we want love portrayed to us in a way that's perfect, in a way that's holy, in a way that is pleasing to God, um, in a way that isn't based off of condition, based off of feelings or circumstances. Then we need to learn how to love people, even if they're hard to love, because we are hard to love. But God loves you so much. God loves you unconditionally. He loves you with an agape kind of love, despite what you've done, despite who you've hurt, despite how far you've strayed away from him. God loves you and he longs for that love to be reflected onto the people around you. And so that's just a little food for thought for you today that when we love God, when we... um have the spirit of the living God living inside of us when we just know what he's done for us know how he's changed us and know just how kind that he treats us just how gentle he is with our hearts in the same way we are to be like little Christs and we are to reflect that onto everyone else we are to fill up our cup with so much love that it is over overflowing into the people around us and let me tell you y'all i know it's hard to love the people that hurt you i know it's hard to love people that annoy you to love people who don't seem like good people i know it's hard but we have to remember that we were that person once At some point in life, we were the person who was hard to love. We were the person who was in pain, who was hurting people because of that pain they were in. But God was kind. The Lord was kind and he showed us an unconditional love. And so I pray today that wherever you may be, whoever you may be, that despite the people that hurt you despite the people who make you feel bad about yourselves that your identity would be so strong in christ that you could love them the same anyways and so friends it's about that time to pray now so as i always say if you're driving do not close your eyes or bow your heads but just put your heart in a posture That is ready to receive what our heavenly father has for you so my sweet jesus we just thank you today lord that you have loved us in such an unconditional way we just thank you that despite the times that we've been hard to love despite the times that we have run away from your love that we have just um backed away completely from you, Lord, that you have chased after us anyways, and that you have loved us despite all of it. Lord, we thank you for not looking um, to our sins, for not looking to our faults and our imperfections, but that you look over and past those things and you see our spirit, God, and you see that we need the love, Lord. And I pray that in the same way that you love us, that you would just teach us how to love your people well, people that may hurt us, people that may do the unimaginable to us, that may um, annoy us, Lord, that you would just be able to teach us how to love those people in a way that's pleasing to you. Lord, that it wouldn't be based off of condition, that it wouldn't be based off of feelings and emotions or the here and now. But that every single moment of every single day that we would love the people around us, Lord, that we would constantly have a reason to show them that love. And it's you, Lord. You're the reason because we've experienced you. We know you. We have been cleaned and cleansed by you, Lord. And we long for the rest of your people to experience that. And so, Jesus, we just thank you for this time that we've had to talk about, um, how you radically love your people and how we are to radically love your people too, Lord. And so we just pray that you would give us the strength to do that, then that when enemies come our way, when um, trials and hardship come our way, that our love wouldn't fade, Lord, because it's rooted in you, because it is established and found in you, Lord. Let your strength overwhelm us. Let us be drenched in your love and let your joy just follow us every single day, Lord. We love you and we praise you so much, and it is in your holy, in your precious, in your amazing, in your lovely, and powerful, and mighty, and beautiful, and wow name, amen, amen, y'all, thank you so much for sticking with me through this episode, and I hope that, um, you were just able to get so much out of it that the Lord was able to speak to you, not just through the words that came out of my mouth, but that he was able to speak something into your own heart as well. And that um, this would just be a conviction for all of us that um, even though people are hard to love, that we would realize they need the love the most. And so whatever your week might be looking like, I pray that this next week you would find someone new to love, someone that people may um stay away from someone that people may cast out that you would be able to love them in a way that comes straight from your father in heaven and so i love you guys hope you have such an amazing week and y'all jesus loves you so do i